Stream Anime Radio. Yes, beware the Ides of March. Although on this March 15th, you just have to deal with us instead. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, March the 15th, 2023. Happy Ides of March, Neff. That's why my back hurts so much when I woke up this morning. Uh-oh, another one of those mornings. Well, I mean, you know, March 15th, um, the Ides of March, and we all know what happened on March 15th. Many, many, many years ago. Many, many, many years ago. Yeah, I wasn't around for that, folks. Don't, don't <laughs> kid yourself. I don't think anybody was, uh, at least anybody we know. Anybody listening to this podcast better not have been around back then. Otherwise, yeah. we have some very, very, shall we say, well-seasoned listeners. Mm. As long as they don't run a bank, we're fine. Ooh, yeah. Um... But take heart. It's only a bank for people who are like, ah, I'm going to invest in this crazy idea, and then when I make money, I'm going to put this in this crazy bank. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yes. And, and you thought this was a good idea. Why exactly? Well, that's right. You're venture capitalists. Thinking doesn't exactly, you know, not your strong suit. Ooh, maybe they should invest in diamond sports. Aha! Ooh, or Root Sports, which has now been uprooted. <laughs> Ooh, we have a resubscription, and all the emojis are going wild on the video stream. Bree has resubscribed. Thank you so much, Bree, as always, for your support. And uh, if you're wondering what we're talking about, you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, you have to see us to find out what's going on. And to do that, you can go to Spotify Video, or you can go to YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash at extreme anime radio and of course also on twitch twitch.tv forward slash uh, extreme anime radio and uh, conversely if you're watching us now you want to take us on the road wherever you go and listen to us in audio realm please go to now spotify for podcasters uh, but the link is still anchor.fm forward slash anime radio to my best knowledge it hasn't changed as of yet well, you might be getting an email sooner than later. <laughs> maybe, hopefully, maybe you know, listening to us now directly. That that would be rather interesting and entertaining. Mm. 
So more so for us for that than for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we have some anime news to talk about, and um, <laughs> I go to grab my water bottle, and I take the label just comes out neatly in my hand. How about that? Mm, that's a sign of one. I'm not sure. <laughs> But uh, if you also look at my background, does it look familiar, Neff? I think it does, but you're, unfortunately your head's in the way, so I can't see the writing behind you. Oh, I see now. There we go. What is that, Neff? Only Pines Mall? And I'm trying to remember why that's familiar, and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Short drive that that is, it's more like a walk, folks, but, you know, let's not go there. Yes. <laughs> let's activate your flux capacitor, see if that uh, helps you recall anything. Oh, you're going to have to hit 88 miles an hour, and then we'll see some serious... <clears throat> yes. <laughs> there we go. It's just, I just needed that little nudge, because I was like, wait a minute, I know this, I know this. Thank you. There we go. Um, start the old cassava. Yep. But apparently, um, the mall where Back to the Future was filmed back in the 1980s, the, uh, I forget the name off of my head, but it's in California. Apparently, they created this sign to honor uh, the movie being filmed in the parking lot, and you can find it. I think you can find it sometimes outside of the mall, and sometimes a little display inside the mall where you can take a look at it as well. Okay, wait a minute. I, I can see the the idea of the outside of the mall, but why would you in in the mall? Okay, to preserve it. <laughs> I suppose, but the whole point of the sign outside the mall was to identify the mall outside in the parking lot. Yes, uh, uh, unless we're in an alternate timeline, and then it's the Lone Pine Mall, if you remember the story. Ah, uh, yes, yes, time travel Ooh, yes. It hurts my brain. Um, but the, um, the reason I bring it up is that I decided to go back into my Steam game archives tonight, or I should say not tonight, but this afternoon, and play the good old Back to the Future games from, like, 2010, 2011, that sort of thing. Okay, 2010, 2011, like, that's gonna be painful mm -hmm. at least in terms of graphics maybe the gameplay is actually better but in terms of the graphics mm -hmm. ow oh yeah uh but uh very interesting developer um released the games before they really uh, kicked it off a, a um, game developer that's sadly no longer in business telltale games are you familiar with them i mean I I think so. I want to say there was they had a they actually had a couple of big games. Yes. But for the life of me, I can't remember what they are off the top of my head. Um, The Walking Dead's the biggest one. Mm hmm. Uh, they've also had Salmon Max, which was popular many many years ago. That's that's what it was, Salmon Max, because that series was really big in its day. Yeah, and they also did this one, uh, the Back to the Future video game series from back then. Uh, what have they also done? Wallace and Gromit. Um, and I think, uh, let's see, they did uh, Game of Thrones, I think, as well. They did a video game of Game of Thrones. Okay, knowing some of the subject matter of that series, I'm going, <laughs> how much could they actually use? Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that's like, 
That's an adult-only game. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even make mature. Um, and, of course, one of my favorites, I mean, Telltale Games is a franchise that, you know, I haven't played The Walking Dead, but i played some other others, uh, this being one of them. And uh, a favorite of you and me and a few others, uh, the two iterations of Poker Night at the Inventory. Ah, yes, that's a rather interesting poker game. <laughs> the Wolf Among Us, too, uh, Liz says, too. Mm. It's amazing how studios in the past were known for not necessarily the biggest games, but had a library. Uh-huh. But unless, but these days, unless you're a behemoth like, you know, Electronic Arts, oh, yeah. you know, that has the licenses for, for giant, you know, sports leagues, these uh you know these le- these ge- these developers it doesn't happen quite as as much as it used to right but uh no it's uh it's nice to revisit a little bit of nostalgia from telltale games um i believe the reason they went out of business is uh no more funding uh the investors pulled out and then they closed that would usually do it if the money tap turns off you know most businesses go businesses go splat Right, which I'm surprised, uh, considering how much uh, critical success they've had over the years. Unfortunately, critical success does not always equal financial success. Mm. I mean, we've seen that time and time again through many media where the critics love it, but unless the general public buys it... Yeah. Mm. So, um, no, I it, it gets me thinking that maybe in the future, just to go down memory lane, we should do maybe Telltale Tributes, even though I've played the games before, we can just run through the stories again. I think it would be cool to do, maybe after we get through our um, 57 streams of Ace Attorney, what do you think? Well, I, I, I don't know. This last bit of you know Ace Attorney, whenever we run it, I'm going, <laughs> I'm hoping there's an end. Yeah. Because I'm at the point where I'm, like, going to smack every so-called legal expert in that game and go, dear God, you're driving me crazy. Including Mel Strongheart, who we, we, we've uncovered something uh, yesterday. As I said last time we spoke about this, and mm-hmm. I actually replayed it to, to remind myself of this, the, the last stream, uh. I thought both he and Judge Yoku, they were dirty, we didn't realize how, I didn't realize how dirty Judge Yagoku was at the time because he, of course, you know, turned out to have literal blood on his hands. Right. But as for Lord Strongheart, I got a feeling there's more than a little dirt under his fingernails, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's hopefully something we can, uh, we can finish soon. Uh, again, I keep repeating myself like a broken record. So many twists and turns when we least expect them. Like I've always said, this this game is a spaghetti factory. It's like, and again, if you have any legal training, do not go into this game assuming your legal training will help you. In fact, put your legal training in a box, in a closet, <laughs> and don't bother with it because it you will literally like lose your mind. That's uh, maybe we should do uh, something we did with Sage uh, Mika a long time ago and go through the original Ace Attorney. I'm sure those episodes are a lot shorter. I think we did go through a couple of them, actually. Mm. <laughs> because I, I seem to remember us going through the first case with... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like... With Umi too, as well, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's just like... Those ones were straightforward in comparison, although there were a few little niggles there. Yeah. But, like I said, th- this latest stuff is just like... 
everybody in this game is dirty to mm. some degree. Yeah. It's like there are no good guys here except maybe, you know, Ryosuke Naruhodo and uh, Susato Mikotoba, but that's about it. It's just like yeah. everybody else, you know, ugh. Um, but it seems to me if we want to go through some undercover work and sleuthing after we finish this game, we should uh, wait for uh, Layden to come out of the Switch. Uh, have you uh, have you played that series? Because I haven't. No, I haven't either. Um, I'll be honest with you. Once it was no longer about you know uh, the main character that you know Phoenix Wright. Mm. It's sort of like my interest kind of petered a bit because uh... it was like. Okay, new character. I understand why, but uh, you know, yeah. it's not the same thing. Yeah. Um, as we move on to uh, other news, uh, big news um, personally for me is that I am finally getting rid of this. I don't know. From the '90s desk for the computer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, you're going to join the. It's the Roaring Twenties. No, it's not the Roaring Twenties because those already happened. <laughs> so the 21st Century Twenties, I guess, is what you could call it. Or Prohibition on these old desks, if you will. Ooh, that's a reference. <laughs> Dated reference! Dated <Yeah>. reference! <laughs> Which, incidentally, the Back to the Future games, at least the first two chapters, are set in Hill Valley during the Prohibition era. Very interesting. Ooh, now there, I didn't know that because I don't think I've played those. Mm, so a little bit of a hint, but um, no, I did not buy a DeLorean. Called it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you're late because we talked about the Back to the Future games uh, that I played on uh, Steam earlier today. Uh, old relics, those games. Yes, well, I mean, the, the, the hilarious part is the DeLorean itself was a very very average car true the only the only the only reason that it gained any infamy was because the uh person who ran the company the president uh john delorean mm -hmm. had a small problem mm. with transport not of his cars but of as the late robert williams once said the peruvian marching powder uh-oh the Colombian dancing dust. Will that be? Cocaine. You've never seen, you've never heard that bit. Oh, you have to hear his rant about drugs. Oh, no. It is, it is hilarious. It's very <laughs> off color, of course. Mm. It's Robin Williams for you on stage. But it, it's like he, he rants about this and it's just like, oh, yeah, he, he's had experience with that stuff. <laughs> so that that was DeLorean's pitfall, you're saying? Mm. Well, no, it was more it was more about you know the the whole cocaine DeLorean, and the sad part is, if he hadn't have resorted to that because mm -hmm. he was trying to keep the company afloat, he'd also be known for starting the muscle car craze. Mm. Do you know which car I'm referring to? No. That would be the GOAT, or in this case, the Pontiac GTO. Aha! Okay. Aha! 1964. Um, they didn't use it, but it actually GTO stood for Gran Turismo Homologato. 
I believe is the Italian way to say that. So Grand Touring, basically, a, uh, just basically a Grand Touring car, essentially. But of course, by the time the Americans got a hold of it, it just basically meant, we'll just shove the biggest, most badass motor we can get into a car, and then you go nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, GTO, uh, anime podcast, so that it could also mean Great Teacher on Azuka for all I matter. <laughs> well, that's true, too, although Great Teacher on Azuka had his own problems. Mm. None of them, of course, drug-related, but it's more <laughs> like, oh, yeah, dude, you, you, you've got issues, too. It's like, mm. So um, the desk uh, will be here probably in about... A week or two, uh, it's a big desk, and they're going to probably have to ground ship it on, uh, I don't know what they use to ground ship uh, heavy desks. Uh, they'll probably uh, put it on a couple of big trucks along the way or whatever. So, um, But I bought the desk, and I bought uh, a sliding keyboard tray. Well, more, not so much sliding as if I, could, I can slide it out. I could also put it off to one side or the other side. I think it would be pretty unique. But the most important mm. thing is room for my legs to stretch out. Because I cannot tell you how cramped I feel right now um, leaning forward to this microphone while my... Uh, my feet are pretty much stuck to the front of this current cabinet. <laughs> Ow, that no, that that sounds most unpleasant. It does. Yeah. Um. So the parts will be arriving separately, and the budget I'll say is about three hundred dollars, uh, which I think uh, middle of the road around the budget I was looking for. Um, and the most um interesting thing is that I was able to buy it directly from the manufacturer after checking the prices. Uh, Amazon sold the desk for $259. Um, and then if you ordered through Amazon, they would nail me for the tax as well. I don't know why. Mm. But you go through Eureka, it's $219. Eureka, is, Eureka Economic is the, uh, the company that manufactures this. They also make gaming chairs. And uh, they also make various other types of desks that look pretty nice. Again, that mid-range brand. Because I can't um, afford something like, you know, we're talking Republic of Gamers here or something like that. Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. Once you're getting into this, the, those type of brands, you're paying more for the brand than the actual product. Oh, yeah, exactly. Here I think it's kind of like a balance of both worlds. You know what I mean? Mm. Now I'm just curious though because you mentioned this and I'm going you've bought you've bought it through the company so that means if there's anything missing etc you have to go back to the company and say hey you're missing you know this part this thing whatever right as opposed to if you bought it through Amazon for a little bit more mm -hmm. in theory you go back to Amazon and say hey you know missing x missing y missing z make it right mm -hmm. so we shall see how that turns out but the point I was getting to is uh I bought it directly from Eureka and there's a button that says add to cart or purchase through Amazon Prime. So I clicked on the button because I have Amazon Prime. I mm -hmm. paid it. Amazon processed the payment. No tax, no shipping, and apparently it'll be fulfilled by Amazon. Okay, that that's bizarre. 
I know. Now, where where is that company located? I'm just curious. Do you know? Um, I looked at online, and it looks like their main headquarters is in California. They also have a warehouse apparently in Texas. Hmm. So how would you actually be not paying? T- and again, I I say this because. Up here in Canada, you do not avoid taxes. There's oh, no of course, way. No yeah, harm. exactly. They, they get you anywhere. I mean, they get you on your streaming services now, okay? That, that's how <laughs> bad they are up here. Whereas, because you have these different states and different rules about interstate commerce, etc., yeah. you could end up in a situation where, yeah, I can get this desk from this company and pay tax, or if I get it from this company, I pay no tax. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I made out like a bandit considering that uh, um, it was actually they had, they had lowered the price just a little bit on the desk in the last couple of days. And uh, no shipping fee and no tax. I'm like, okay. So, again, the, the final uh, total was about 300 bucks um, for the desk and the keyboard tray, um, which is about half of what the higher-end brands would charge. Mm, yeah, I, I I mean I've looked at furniture over the years. I've bought a few pieces here and there mm-hmm. from the F Cave, but some of these prices is just like, what are you on? Like just seriously, like no. <laughs> but uh, so I'm working on you know one goal at a time. Um, probably the last week of March, if the timeline of the shipment holds true, then the last week of March is when I'm going to assemble the desk. So. Probably during the last week of March, don't expect too many streams from us while I put everything together, and then I gotta remove everything from here. I gotta remove the the computer, build the desk, and then redo all the cabling and everything. So uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a task. Oh yeah, as I mentioned before, well, then we have to get this monstrosity out of the bedroom. I I, I was gonna say um, zip ties are your friend, I think, in your case. Zip ties. Well, if you want to keep the cables neat, or unless you yeah. buy those plastic uh, cable gatherers, like the ones that go around, like the, they're basically like the sleeves, right? Right, right. Um, so I don't know what the, t- the table comes with, um, but um, that would I think work. Uh, maybe the the zip ties, or maybe Velcro. Velcro might also uh, be useful, so I don't have to cut uh, plastic ties if I run into any issues. Uh, the desk also has um, a space in the back um, for a surge protector, which it's nice, but I actually don't need one because I have the old uh, uh, APC UPS over here in the corner from when the uh, back in the days of the station or the later years, anyway. Um, I would make maybe double check the battery on that thing. Yes, it is. is it, it is getting close to end of life, so I'll be replacing that soon. Yeah, I was going to say. Because I, I've had to replace the battery on my UPS once already, and I'm probably going to be getting told sooner than later, yeah, you might want to replace this, because this won't hold for, like, more than a minute. Yeah. Liz? Then that's, that, then that's the fun part. Ugh. Liz says that she crochets cable ties. Oh, my. Hmm. Is that a, like a sturdy material, Liz, or just the same uh, crochet yarn that you use for all your projects? I'm curious. I'm curious, too, because I'm like, <laughs> I'd never thought of crocheted cable ties. <laughs> um, 
But then, uh, as I was saying, one step at a time, once I have the desk installed, uh, probably the next step would be to get a bigger monitor. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen right away. Maybe a deal will come down through the pipe. Uh, you know, where I can get something with a nice refresh rate or a little bit bigger than what I have right now. Same yarn, she says. Wow. Hmm. That would be interesting to see. Yeah. It says uh, the cable ties that she uses with the crochet have a leaf on the end that are reusable. Okay. So I guess it makes it uh, easier to take apart in that case. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, good ca good cable ties do, of course, the, the the holding, but they also can be taken apart if you need to. Right. I've I've dealt with bad cable ties where it's like, once it's on there, you get you ain't getting it off yeah. unless you're using very sharp objects, mm. and uh, you know, risking a finger or two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Flax thinks I should just get an HD TV instead of a monitor. The Isn't problem... that an HD TV? Well, no, an HGTV has a tuner in it. You see, that's the yeah, trick, yeah. right? So you're paying for the tuner. The problem is, using an HGTV, it's geared more towards, you know, viewing media, et cetera. It's not geared for text and stuff. Mm. So you have to watch it that the if you put text on the screen on an HGTV, it might just be too blurry to read. Mm. There's one caveat, for sure. Um, so after I buy... I, get the desk and I decide what type of monitor I want. Um, I have uh, made a little resolution to try to restart a game that I played back when the PlayStation 3 came out. And we've come, we've talked about this before enough. You remember what I'm talking about? Ooh, um, I'm trying to remember because two that, because I'm trying to remember the PlayStation 3 came out in what year again? 2008 ish, 2007, eight or something like that. Yeah, something like that. And I'm trying to remember what game would have been around that time that would have been that would have been that big that you'd want to play it nearly 20 years later. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, 2006, 2007 is when it came out, and I think uh, the game that I had in mind came out uh, a little bit after that. To oh, 2009. <laughs> mm, a little bit. Just a bit. Yes. So. Uh, and the reason I have this in mind is uh, for something I'm going to show the audience right now. Final Fantasy. Now, that's not how you spell it. Fantasy. <laughs> Oopsie. My Little Pony Stable Racing. What? That was the era of the cheap and cheerful licensed shovelware. Yes. <laughs> you know, where basically... Anything would get licensed, it would get shovelware software created from it, and yeah, it was basically barely playable. Yeah. Well, it happens now, I think, to an extent, doesn't it? Not as often, although, yeah, you mm. will see the occasional where it's like a complete turkey of a game, and you're just like, why did you bother? <laughs> but as I'm going to show people now, so we have this. Brand new artwork of Umemi, and we are portraying her as the title character of Lightning from Final Fantasy XIII, and a little bit of a uh, high-tech pulse world, if you will. Hmm. So, Very nice. And uh, you see all the writing 
on uh, in the city there, right behind her? Yep. Okay. That writing is all her name in hiragana and kanji. Ah, that's a nice little Easter egg. So, on the right, um, you know, there's a little uh, purple sign from the top down. You, mammy, butai. On the left, uh, you have the kanji in the back with her family name and her given name. So, aha. Uh-huh. So. Uh, very done as, as always. Oh yeah, and uh, very nice uh, for Agnes to work on that. Uh, we'll have some uh, other art projects to work with on our mascot characters, but just you know, seeing that it gets me into maybe trying to get through the Final Fantasy uh, series once again. Well, you you have much more patience than I because I still remember the last. Final Fantasy I played was seven. <laughs> I got through about half of it, mm-hmm. and I just said no, no. Yeah. This is grindy. I no, I don't want to sit here grinding away. Like I, I have better things to do. Yeah. Um. So actually, let's see. The ones I have on my computer are purchased from various eras. Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy eight remastered, and Final Fantasy thirteen. Aha! So there was this gap of about five Final Fantasies, actually a bit <laughs> more, because there was X and then there was X2, as I recall. Right. Uh, Caldeth, would you like that to be a wallpaper? If you want that to be a wallpaper, I will talk to the artist and see what we can arrange. Uh, but yes, we're getting, uh, it might be time to uh, drop the current wallpaper in our Discord soon. Uh, we now have an announcement channel in the Discord, by the way, so if we have any pertinent announcements to put out to people, we'll send it in the Discord, and you can actually take those announcements and share them to your own um, Discord server if you want. There's a follow button in the announcements channel that will allow you to do that. Okay, Kyle, so I'll work on that uh, later on after we finish our shows and streams. We're going to do more Mario Kart tonight. Uh, we were debating between Mario Kart and um, Ace Attorney, but yeah, ne- as Neff pointed out, we probably need more than an hour uh, to see where Ace Attorney goes, right? Yeah, because you you just don't know. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, let's talk more about anime, and apparently uh, we have some news that uh, broke from um, Japan about uh, a music composer from anime um, who was arrested uh, several months ago and admitted to um, uh, committing acts of obscenity towards uh, a 15-year-old girl. Yikes. We, 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 we see these stories from time to time about prominent uh, um, people in the industry of anime and manga, and they're getting in trouble like this. Sort of like the, um, you know, it was a different case, but um, the creative Roni Kenshin, for example. Yeah, and the problem is the new anime is either out or is coming, and it's just like, I, I'm sorry. Like, people say separate the art from the artist, but no. Uh, no, no, no. There, there, there's just things where it's like, nope, 
Right. Nope. 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 But uh, this is the composer who has worked on um, theme songs for shows uh, such as Idol Master um, and also a, a series that Neff has mentioned uh, in the past. Um, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? I think you've mentioned that before. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. And uh, another one of his opening theme songs that he composed was pulled, I think, sh soon after his arrest, uh, citing various reasons, but, you know, I think everybody can guess it was probably related to, to what happened. Mm. Yeah, the Japanese are a bit more... I, I want to say, I don't think the word delicate is the correct word, but they, mm -hmm. they handle things differently than we do in North America. I mean, mm -hmm. if something similar broke out, it would just be like, release the hounds. Mm -hmm. And for good reason, if it is proven that, you know, right. yeah, I, no, you know, no, no. Right. It looks like this person admitted in court that he did this, so. Mm. Yeah, and I'll give, an, I'll give a quick example of, you know, the sort of thing that kind of gets... I won't say overblown, but definitely over here, the social media just takes over uh, because it was reported that uh, the new interim general manager of the Philadelphia Flyers, Daniel Briere, his son um, took a wheelchair from someone who was using the facilities. The wheelchair was outside the facilities and proceeded to push the wheelchair down the stairs. Why yep. would you do that? Oh, that's just, you know, boys being boys. Wow. Yeah. So, but of course, this blew up over social media in a day, less than a day. And the school is like, yeah, we don't condone this, but it's a very, it's a very wishy-washy statement. It's like a statement yeah. that says nothing, essentially, if you read it. Right. And it's just like, but everybody's going after, you know, the the father, the, the interim general manager of the Flores, and I'm going, okay, look, he didn't push the wheelchair down the stairs. He might have raised a brat who at 23 did this, but I can't fault him if his kid turns into a brat. I, I just mm. can't, Yeah. right? So, But it's like that's the difference between how it happens, something like that happens in North America mm. versus something that happens in Japan. Mm. So. Uh. Something else that's happening in Japan is officially now um, the mask recommendations have been eased. But, of course, uh, Japanese culture being what it is, a lot of people are slow to um, react to that. And, uh, you know, Bree and I have been watching uh, sumo these last few days because now the new sumo tournament started in Osaka. Very interesting twist and turns, but uh, looking at the video images from what we see... Um, some people are maskless now, but many others still have the mask on over there. Yeah, as you mentioned, the, the Japanese are slow to adapt and change. And I think, but I think over there, we might see the masks stay on for a, a fair bit longer. Mm -hmm. Just because, again, I mean, even before, when mm -hmm. people were sick, right over there, yeah, you wore a mask. You stay away from people, etc. Yeah. As opposed to over here, where it's like, no, you come in if you're even if you're dying, right? And if you're dead, we need a doctor's note, right? Um, 
Many um, are suggesting, uh, you know, they'll they'll keep wearing them for the foreseeable future. There have some that said they're going to wait until May, because uh, I think we mentioned before, May 8th is when the Japanese government is officially going to downgrade the COVID classification from a serious disease, uh, Category 2, um, to a Category 5, which will put it on par with influenza. Mm. Well, again, it, it was a much slower process than it was in the rest of the world. Right, right. Again, because, as you mentioned, the Japanese are inherently more cautious. Mm-hmm. Is it was it the right thing? Is it the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll say this: I still mask up when I go to work, and I still mask up in large places, mainly because I have family members that rely on me, and family members who immune, whose immune systems are trash. Right. So I do not want to give them anything, right. you know. And if it's just, and if it's me wearing a mask and keeping away from people, mm-hmm. okay, small price to pay. Right. Right. I um, it, me now with the mass it just depends on the situation, as you said. There'll be some instances. Uh, uh, the work environment, uh, you know, I don't work with a lot of people in my area now, so I leave it off. But uh, sometimes when I go to church, um, I'll put it back on. So is that sort of thing? So yeah, I mean, I think we're all at the stage still where if somebody is like coughing and hacking. Our initial our initial reaction is to like back up very quickly, not just mm-hmm. slowly, and not just give them the old stink eye. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. Um, what about uh, anything else you've been watching, uh, Neff and manga or anime lately? Are you still watching uh, Campfire Cooking? Well, I'm reading the manga. I was going to start that tonight, but then I realized it hasn't have a it doesn't have a dub yet, and the problem is I can't eat. You know, my dinner and read subtitles at the same time. That just doesn't work. Oh, really? <laughs> I, no, I, I I have to be able to, to see it. You know, otherwise it's just like, it goes right over my head. And unfortunately, my Japanese knowledge is only, you know, very limited. Skoshi desu And then there's the other one I wanted to start. Um, the Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten. Because mm. I've heard a lot about this and I'm curious to see... Because a lot of people are saying, you know, it's not it's not anything spectacular, but it's very, you know, gentle, comforting. And I'm going, yeah, sounds like something I might watch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, um, we see a lot of things going on in Japan now. Uh, World Baseball Classic. How about that? Have you been following World Baseball Classic? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're rolling your eyes. <laughs> yeah, because... I had the worst Monday night you could ever imagine. Mm. Watch Leafs Buffalo. Leafs, of course, get out to a lead, then to proceed to fall into a coma and end up losing 4-2. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, okay, Canada-USA, World Baseball Classic. Let's watch this. Let's see if Canada can hang and bang with the Americans. <laughs> no, they can't. No, they cannot. I think the final score was something like 12-3, and that flattered the American or the Canadians, frankly, yeah. because the Americans were just scoring at will. <laughs> it was pretty soft, to be honest. Yeah. 
I I haven't been following as much in the last couple of days anyway because the NCAA basketball tournament has started. So nice to see. That's one of my bucket list items before I die is to go to one of those sessions, uh, even if it's like an opening round. But, uh, you know, depending on where you go, uh, the tickets can be easy to get or they can be impossible to get. Um, Take the East Regional that's happening next weekend uh, here in the city at Madison Square Garden. Uh, tickets are hard to get. I was going to say, you're probably playing 200 bucks a crack for, like, nosebleeds at this point. I think it's more like three when I checked a few few weeks ago. Okay, $300 for a first-rounder. I don't care. Like, uh, regional, no. East Regional, but still. Re- okay. But, no, that's $300. I mean... Yeah. Madison Square Gardens is a wonderful building, but I'm not paying $300 for what amounts to like a first <laughs> round or second round game. Just yeah. no. <laughs> uh, I know that uh, I know that I think next year or the year after they're going to do one of the opening rounds here again, but only in Brooklyn, a Barclays Center where the Brooklyn Nets play. Uh, I'm wondering if that's going to be as busy as it is in the Garden. Uh you know, New York City, we love our, our our basketball over here. Well, yeah, you just have an you just have an owner of one of your teams who is completely psychotic. That would be the owner of the Knicks, James Dolan, <laughs> who basically is so petty and so vindictive. Mm. How petty and vindictive is he? You ask. He is so petty and so vindictive. He has risked the liquor license of NSG. Mm-hmm. Well, how has he risked it? You you might ask. Mm-hmm. Oh, he merely he merely bars any employee of the law firm, not the lawyers, but of the law firm that is suing him. I'm going. No, you can't do that. Yeah. And the best part is, there are apologists who say, yeah. He has every right to do that. And I'm going, what? <laughs> no. You know, no, you're, no you're, you're being a petty tyrant. Now it's blowing up in his face because he could lose his liquor license over it. Mm. And if he loses his liquor license at MSG, I don't know about your definition of hell, but an entire arena of sober Rangers fans, <laughs> that's pretty much hell. <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll I'll have to escape to Scotiabank, uh, you know, to to avoid uh, this hell that you say. Well, I I was going to say, you know, I mean, for us today, as we go down to MSG, and it's like, you're a rowdy bunch. Yeah. But like I said, no liquor in you. Yikes. Uh, um, Carl is asking if the Islanders Arena, which is the UBS Arena. Not to be confer, uh, to compute when some people call it the USB arena, it's the UBS arena. Uh, is it solely a hockey location? And the answer is, to my knowledge, yes. Uh, the Islanders are the major tenant there. But I thought it was still a multi-use arena. It's still, it is still a multi-use arena, yes. But primarily, when the, the Islanders are in town, that's what they use now. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. You see, that's the the main thing that most sports teams want. They want to be the major tenants so they can control dates, etc. Yeah. Where it gets messy is if somebody owns multiple sports teams in multiple leagues and then has to coordinate, you know, all those dates. Right, right. Hello, ML- MLSE up here in Toronto. Mhm. But uh but no, it that 
so many concerts have been happening at UBS uh, since it's open as well. So and kind of nice to see all the the hot names uh, step uh, across the border into Long Island that way. Well, I was going to say, because, again, the, the trick is with arenas that they can be wonderful for certain things like hockey game. Mm-hmm. And they can be absolute trash acoustically for concert goers. So I'm hopeful that US, UBS, now you got me <laughs> saying it, USB arena, you know. Wait a minute, UBS Arena. UBS. <laughs> the best part is UBS or UBS stands for United Bank of Switzerland. I shouldn't be making this mistake. Neither <laughs> of us. I should not be making that mistake. But it's yeah. like I'm. I'm just going. I hope it's a decent co- uh, concert venue because ML uh, Scotiabank Arena can be hit and miss. Mm. From what I've heard. Yeah. Well, we bring up why the Islanders moved to UBS Arena from Barclays Center. Number one, bad sight lines from certain parts of the arena. And number two, um, they don't know what proper hockey arena refrigeration is about. Yeah, number three, uh, they got kicked out. They got told, forget it, <laughs> which I, I have never seen a pro sports team get kicked out. Normally, mm-hmm. they leave. They mm-hmm. fight to leave, yeah. right? But when the pro sports team is getting kicked out and said, you know, hit the bricks, pal, mm. the only other team I've seen that happen to are the Dead Desert Dogs in Arizona. Mm. But that's because that clown franchise, I mean, they still don't have a deal for a new arena. And I'm going... If they don't have a new arena with a deal with shovels in the ground by the end of this year, they're going to be the Houston Coyotes. I, I'll, I'll put money on that. Mm. Mm. Um, really quick, uh, Neff, because we're almost out of time, and I do need a few minutes to hook up all the equipment for the Switch. Uh, something that uh, you know my mind is a little clouded about, uh, speaking of crossing borders, how about somebody possibly – crossing the border from uh, Green Bay to East Rutherford. Now, what I said, I said as a Bills fan, that concerns me on the one hand, but on the other hand, it means that the Bills defense might have two chances to to fold up Mr. Rogers like on-field origami, like they did to the last Jets quarterback. (laughs) Wow. So you so you're optimistic for your team. Well, I'll put it this way. If this was an Aaron Rodgers from five years ago, I'd be really worried. But because this is a thirty nine year old Aaron Rodgers who's basically in, in a position where he's like, do it my way or else, I, I, I really don't see the Jets experiment succeeding. In fact, I would almost venture almost laughingly to say that it'll fail in, in uh, New York in a year. And then he'll go to Vike, He'll go to Minnesota like his uh, mentor Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that's what Brett Favre did. He played a year or two in in the, in uh, the Meadowlands, and then said, and took off to Minnesota before he packed it in. Uh, pack, packed it in. That's a nice reference. Uh, <laughs> but but, wow. uh, but uh, no, I, I guess uh, you know eventually maybe they could pull a. Uh, uh, Robert Kraft, and uh, bring him back to Green Day for one day so he can retire as a Packer. Well, okay, now I'm going to ask you about that because 
I have not heard anything that suggests that Tom Brady wants anything to do with the Packers or with the Packers with the Patriots at this point. So right. I I have a funny feeling he is not going to retire like a one day be a Patriot and then retire. I think he right. has, the the bridges have been burned for Mr. Brady and the Patriots. Right. No, I I my understanding was like several weeks ago this was a proposal from Kraft to do this, but that you know nothing happened after that. Well, Mr. Kraft might want it, but I think it's not going to happen as long as Belichick's there. Right, right. Because the magic between Belichick and Brady is gone. Mm-hmm. Because don't forget, Belichick is the GM. Mm-hmm. You know, de facto GM. He basically, you know, runs this team. So it's like, um, he wanted no part of Tom Brady anymore. And Tom Brady was like, I don't need, no, I don't need you. And he <laughs> proved it. Yeah. At least once. Uh I should buy the Jets? No, I don't have enough money because I just bought a new computer desk. <laughs> well, the problem is if you buy the Jets, then you have to be co-tenants with uh, the, the, Giants. the Giants. And and some of the moves that they've been making in the offseason, I'm going, oh, yeah. Ooh, this might not work out for you. <laughs> it, could work, it could work out, but yeah. it could also blow up in your face real bad. Yeah. Like I just saw what the Patriots did today, and I'm going – what are you doing? Mm-mm. If you're sticking with the quarterback you have and you're and you're hiring like uh, wide receivers, I'm going no, mm-hmm. because Mac and Cheese, Mac Jones, uh, has a noodle arm, and you're getting these re- wide receivers. I'm going great. You've got great receivers, but a quarterback with a noodle arm, that's not going to work well. No, <laughs> but so. Um... We have to get through, you know, other sports first, like baseball, and the NFL draft is coming up soon too, right? Well, that's the funny thing. The NFL manages to really stay in the news the entire calendar year, even when they're not playing. Yeah. Other sports, there are dead periods, Mm -hmm. even though they try their very hardest to make sure that something is going on. Right. But it's only the NFL who's mastered stretching it out and literally making, you know, Sure that you hear about the NFL at least once a week and during the off season, if not more. Mm. You know, I mean, they're the only ones, though, of course, that don't also don't have to worry that uh, their TV contracts might go poof because they're uh, they the provider of those contracts is going poof. Oh so. yeah, the, the 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 bankruptcy as we mentioned earlier was announced, I think, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, AT&T is walking away from their regional sports networks as of the end of March, apparently. Mm-hmm. Now, a couple of them, the teams are going to buy out the remaining share and try to run it themselves. Right. Does that work? We'll see. I mean, mm-hmm. the problem is the teams we're talking about are not what I would call big market teams. And I'm going, right. you guys don't have that kind of money. How are you going to make this work? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean... The equivalent up here would be if Rodgers would walk away from the NHL contract or any of their regional contracts, which, of course, they won't do because they know that if they walk away, their competition down the street, Bell, will go, oh, yeah, yoink, Mm. because Bell has really not liked the fact that they are frozen out, pun intended, Mm -hmm. of a lot of hockey-related news because Rodgers has first dibs through Sportsnet. Right. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll have more to say about uh, 
the aftermath of this, uh, the separate fallouts, because it's like a domino effect we're talking about, uh, the next time we do a podcast. Uh, let's go now to the uh, closing commentary now, because we reached the end of the show. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or hit us up on our social media. For your social media information, go to linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our Instagram account, our Discord server, our YouTube channel at Extreme Anime Radio, and you can listen to archived versions of these podcasts at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio powered by Spotify. So before we uh, wrap up the podcast really quick, um, for those of you who enjoy our um, streams of Ace Attorney, I believe Capcom has a sale right now on Steam, so you can pick up um, both of the Ace Attorney games, I believe, for 50% off. The original trilogy that was remastered and the more recent Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Um, so you can get it at a good discount on Steam. And then, of course, um, if you're saving your money for Steam deals, uh, wait until uh, 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursday because uh, the spring sale is about to kick off. Speaking of sales, you almost forgot one. What's uh, Nintendo's having a sale on there, including uh, Ace Attorney, because what Mar do we have this week? Mar March 10th. Yes, March 10th, or Mario Day, as you know, it's also often known. Mm. So Nintendo is also having some sales. I've looked at a couple things, but I'm like, I should really be good. You know, <laughs> I, really, I really should, because ick. Because I've been buying manga left, right, and center, and I'm looking at my bill at the end of the month and going, ooh. Mm. So you don't notice it when you're buying it on the iPad because you don't have stacks and stacks of manga to trip over going, oh, crap, I mm. bought like 20 volumes of this manga. Like, yeah. ick. But, um, so uh, be sure to uh, check out all these sales, and uh, we will see you next time. Is the case we're doing, are you talking about uh, Ace Attorney? Is the case we're doing right now really the final? It kind of looked like there was one more chapter following. Uh, I hope there's not one more chapter. If you're talking about episodes or chapters. I'll put it this way. Given what we left off with, I think we're going to have a change of judge. I really do. Yeah. Bring back the because old one that we had. Yeah. Yeah, because I cannot see this current judge. But then again, this is Ace Attorney where, <laughs> you know, ethics don't matter. I cannot see the current judge being able to continue with this trial. <laughs> the current judge, of course, being Lord Strongheart. Right. So we did uncovered a lot of things last time. Yeah. But mm -hmm. uh, we thank you guys for joining us here tonight. We will set up for um, Mario Kart here in just a moment. One more thing. This has been Episode 6 of Season 7. I think I said the same thing last time, but I think I was off by an episode. So this is Season 7, Episode 6, I'm pretty sure. Um, it'll be 7 and 7 next time. So, Nev, please help me make a note of that. <laughs> Okay, we'll just have to say uh, double sevens next time. Yes, or double oh seven. You have a license to kill with those puns. Oh. And until next time, for Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching and listening, and remember... Keep on looking out for the Extreme Radio Twitch stream, and don't forget, check out our archive podcasts at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, 
powered by Spotify. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next time.